with Eileen. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Life and Curly Cues podcast with me, Eileen. This is the second episode I am recording while COVID-19 is wrecking havoc on all of the world. And it's the second episode where we have another call-in guest. Well, this episode's special because we have two guests. And it's my, it's one of the first few times I've had two guests on. And so, yeah, this episode, by the time it's released, you know, hopefully all is good in the world again. Um, Hopefully. But if not, you know, hang in there, everybody. We'll, we'll get through this somehow. It is, today's date that we're recording is March 26th. So who knows what's happening in April when this episode comes out. So just listen on. Um, but I'm going to stop rambling and go ahead and introduce y'all to our lovely guests for today. Today we have Dana and Sarah, who I met while my fun time at SeaWorld. And so Dana and Sarah, go ahead and uh, introduce yourselves to the world. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm Sarah. Uh, I did meet Eileen while we worked at SeaWorld. It was a great time. Um, Let's see. I'm 28 and I'm now an education manager at a museum. Um, Living my best life in this new uh, pandemic world we're in. Dana. <laughs> I'm Dana. I'm 22. I'm a middle school teacher. I teach sixth grade social studies, and I'm a first year teacher right out of the gates of college. Whoop whoop. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's a little bit of them, and we, as you can kind of get a gist, we're all in the education field, which is what brought us together. Um, so we have a lot of related stories but also very different stories and hopefully we'll be able to dive into those today on this episode but let's go ahead and kick it all off with um ladies what is the moment or a moment where you felt (laughs) where you felt like oh shit I'm an adult now and whichever one of y'all wants to go first I can't even talk go first (laughs) I'm still waiting for that moment to hit me. To be honest, why? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I've been thinking about this for a few days since we were talking about doing the podcast, but I think the there's like so many different answers because I remember right after I turned 18, like the wanting to feel like an adult just because of the age and like mm-hmm. my parents didn't change I didn't change like nothing really drastically changed I think the first time I felt like independent and as an adult was when I went to work at SeaWorld for the first time because I my family and I lived in Nevada so I came to Texas to do that by myself like applying for the real like job out of state going through all these interviews and that made me feel pretty old and grown up at the time (laughs) Mm -hmm. that was the first time yeah what was your first time was my first time Uh, Oh, I would say it was supposed to be college because, you know, I went to Texas Tech, woo-woo. Uh, but I um, would not say because I relied very heavily on my parents financially. Uh, and so I would always call them. I would call my sister to bail me out of things. So, no, I was not an adult in college quite yet. <laughs> um, but I would definitely say the very first time I had to file for insurance or get insurance. Jesus Ooh. Christ. Okay. That is the hardest thing in my I don't know, I didn't understand half of it. I was like, Cool. <laughs> Here's I this is how much I have to pay. And every time I show up to a doctor's appointment they tell me something new and I'm like, Oh right, great, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Health insurance. <laughs> Health insurance is really just a whole nother just my goodness. It's just, it's just own beast. I know I know absolutely zero still. I would say I the only reason I say it made me feel like I was an adult because I literally tried to ask my parents what to do and they were like I don't even know <laughs> welcome to it then they their word my mother's words were welcome to adulthood and I was like thanks I appreciate it <laughs> I that's a I love how that's very just like straightforward like a lot of people have memories of the first moment where they thought they were adulting, but hearing your parents say, yep, welcome to, welcome to adulthood is kind of just a very definitive, just, oh yeah, 
not fun realization. Oh, sorry. I remember when I was there and I started dating through SeaWorld and when we decided uh, living far wasn't working anymore, I decided to move to Texas and finish my last semester of college uh, student teaching here. And we were talking about money and because student teaching doesn't pay, like how everything was going to work. And we decided, you know, if I lived at home, my parents would have still been paying for most of my stuff. So we Mm -hmm. were going to ask them if they would give me like an adult allowance uh-huh. of sorts. And we were like, you know, it's really a long shot, but we might as well ask. And I was like, okay, hey, mom and dad, like $100 a month because I would spend way more than that if I lived here. Yeah. And they were like, no, you're moving. That's your choice. And that's kind of when I was like, all right, time to become financially independent and in debt. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad how the, like a key factor in realizing you're an adult is realizing how in debt you can be just by (laughs) anything really like credit cards student loans a car payment health insurance like it's crazy how much money kind of adds into that equation of being an adult yes oh oh yes i i love money but i hate it my student loan is (laughs) That's what I probably should have said is when I first realized I was an adult and I had to pay. I couldn't continuously defer my student loans anymore. When I ran out of that three years of deferring, like they were like, okay, now you actually have to start paying. I was like, God, why? Why? And so I started paying. But you know what? Thank you, coronavirus, because now I don't have to pay for the next two months. Yes, I just submitted my application for that, and I'm waiting to hear back from my loan service. So I mean, I still haven't heard, but they told me they're doing it for everybody. So yeah. I'm like, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I have no interest. Oh, my so goodness. Okay. Money is worth tea. Uh, it's insane. Okay. Based off of your um, kind of adulting stories, I have one question. Um, well, actually, I have multiple questions, but we're going to start with this one question. Um, Dana, what led you to go from Nevada to Texas, like applying to SeaWorld and kind of making that first big move over here? So it's a long backstory, but I was one of the kids, like a lifelong SeaWorld camper and that kind of thing. I found SeaWorld in the first place from a TV show that they used to do way back in the day about SeaWorld camp. And this was in, like, sixth grade, and I told my parents I wanted to go, so they said, I was like, you know, I'll save up all the money, and then can I go? And they were like, well, yeah, of course. So I saved for two years, like, babysitting and doing odd jobs for people, and that made me, at the time, feel, like, super secure with my ability to deal with money, Mm -hmm. and those skills have dwindled since then. But doing that, saving up the money, and then finding out that instead of working with animals, I really wanted to work with kids during one of the camps I did. So I applied. I actually applied to SeaWorld in Orlando and got that job first. Okay. But the biggest biggest difference between Orlando and San Antonio at the time was that Orlando doesn't provide any housing, just like the structure of their education department was different. So they couldn't promise that you'd have anywhere to stay. You had to like pay for an apartment and like 19 year old me was not ready for that it was too scary and just like thinking about that so I was looking at other options and I luckily got the job at uh SeaWorld San Antonio in the middle of April like on and that like made me want to come to Texas instead of Orlando so that was what led me here in the first place okay nice nice I think I remember you mentioning like you did it a lot as a child and so yes. that, that started to come back to me. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. All right. And Sarah, what kind of brought you to SeaWorld? Because I, I know, I mean, the listeners don't know this, but I know you kind of went to college for something different. And so how did you end up at SeaWorld or in the education field? Yeah. Uh, well, I ended up at, uh, well, my degree is in exercise science. So what I was trying to do, I couldn't figure out a job. I wanted to do <clears throat> physical therapy, uh, but then I just didn't want to go to any more school. Like I knew I wasn't mature enough to, uh, you know, go back to school to be a physical therapist. Just I just wasn't mindset 
And so I was like, well, let's, let's do, you know, education. So I was substitute teaching for a while. And since substitute teaching is only during the school year, I had nothing to do. Um, so I was like, well, what can I do? And I was like looking at summer jobs and I don't even know how, but it just popped up <laughs> as like, and I, I don't know, fake, I don't even know. I just looked at SeaWorld and one of the first jobs was that I, you know, was interested with SeaWorld Camp Counselor. And I was like, I was real hesitant to apply mm-hmm. uh, because I was like, well, I've never really you know, done camp, I don't know what it's about, and I really hadn't worked with a lot of young kids, and I was applying for day camp, so day camp was nothing but young kids, and so I had really, I literally applied while I was subbing at a high school, so that's why I was like, well, maybe not, (laughs) Um, but so I was like, well, we'll just give it a try, you know, Um, and then I just, you know, I applied for like I don't even remember what else I applied for. I think I applied because I used to, my very first job was Six Flags. I was, I worked retail in the two, the two stores, the front ones, the Looney Tunes or whatever. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then the Mercado. Uh, so I worked in those, my very first job. And I was like, maybe I'll just go back and do that for the summer just for fun. Um, but then SeaWorld called me and did my interview and. I was like, hey, well, let's do this, you know, because it, uh, it was fun. I I mean, I was glad. I'm glad I did it. That's for obviously, because yeah. I'm Dana. So. <laughs> That's kind of where y'all started, so. <laughs> yeah, she, she also ran away from me. She was like, but yeah, she, uh, I mean, that's where, I mean, I was glad I went to SeaWorld. And then my whole, I think because of SeaWorld, my whole perspective on, like, life changed and I wanted to do predominantly education from that point on okay yeah I kind of had the same feeling um from SeaWorld where yeah I my whole view changed and I kind of leaned more towards environmental education and all that stuff so yeah I I can relate on that one um okay what are some odd jobs y'all have had in the past and they could be, like, funny uh, moments from those jobs, too, and anything like that. Like, I'm very curious to hear these types of stories from people. Well, I... So, my dad used to own a, a furniture installation company. And uh, I don't even think I was legally allowed to work. I don't even know how old I was. But <laughs> I think I was, like, 14. And he wouldn't, like... I would never be on, like, his pay, whatever. But I would go and help him at, like, these little, small, tiny... Uh, offices that he would do well one time he was like hey we're gonna go to some weird city in texas and starts with a b i don't even know what it was called because like <laughs> everything in texas there's like twenty thousand cities um and so i was like cool and i said what are we gonna do he was like oh we're gonna install some stools and i was like cool cool and we're like going over we're driving and then i started noticing that it was a courthouse, and I was like, oh, this is cool, we're going to install furniture at whatever, this small town courthouse, like in somebody's office. No, we installed stools where the prisoners have oh. to talk to their lawyers before uh, before they go into court. There's, it's like, you know, you see on TV, you see those little, like, uh, windows. Yeah. Where they're talking to people through the phones, like, that's what it was. Oh, like, we wow. Were on the, we were on the prisoner's side. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> And I was like, what? And so, like, we were just drilling them in the house. I told my dad, I was like, Dad, did you take me here because you don't want me to go to prison? He was like, no, I just really needed somebody. But uh, he was like, sure, here's the, here's the, this, this is what you have to deal with. And he, like, showed me the toilet and everything. And I was like, you gross. gross. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to go to prison. I'm okay. I was like, this may just be, if this is just the courthouse, I can only imagine what the prison is like. <laughs> but that was like, the oddest job I did as a kid, and then I was, I didn't really have any other odd jobs, um, since then, when I was in college, I worked at the, um, their basketball arena, uh-huh. and, um, I, you would have to, like, sign up online for the job, and I literally worked there twice, and I, and they, they like, had to wear the same t-shirt, like, you had to turn in your t-shirt, Oh, wow. 
that this is every single day, or not day, um, sorry, event that she worked. Uh-huh. And, but it would be like, they would wash them, and then someone else could be using that t-shirt the next day, you know, whatever. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And I was like, I'm just sharing <laughs> shirts with all these people, and it's like a school But, I mean, that was probably like, it wasn't that weird. I just also never really went. Like, I signed up to work all this stuff, and I was like, eh, I don't want to go. I'm just going to stop signing up. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Those are some odd jobs you got there. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Dana? My very first job that I remember, it was because of SeaWorld that I started doing all this weird stuff. So I was probably like <laughs> 11 or 12. Um, my neighbor friend and I made all these posters and posted them on everybody's door that we were going to walk or wash people's dogs. For like a certain amount of money, whatever. I think we had like two takers, and we were washing their dogs in my friend's like bathtub and making a huge mess because we were like in elementary school. And before her parents finally said, "You know what? No more washing dogs inside," and it just went downhill from there. So <laughs> that was my very first job. Um, after that, I did babysitting for a really long time. My very first like official job was working a before and after school program so that was the job that I held during the school year and it was a split shift because before and after school oh yeah and I loved it it was like short and sweet and fun like we would just go and play games all day it was very like casual (laughs) um after that I really only had the SeaWorld Camp Counselor job which I did both like this resident thing at SeaWorld part like a lot of people don't think about it unless they're familiar with that world. Like, SeaWorld actually has dorms for you to stay in. Like, yeah. the counselors stay in the same room as the kids. It's like like a normal camp would be, but at a theme park. <laughs> yeah, that's something that really and, caught me off guard <laughs> when I first yeah. applied. Yeah, even people that work there, we would get questions all the time of, like, wait, you don't have your own space? Like, you stay with the kids? <laughs> I'm like, well, somebody has to, like, watch them. <laughs> Their parents are sending them there for a week. Uh, they kind of need to know they're being watched. Exactly. <laughs> and then uh, I also did an internship at Disneyland. So I worked in the custodial department, which was very interesting. I have lots of crazy <laughs> stories from that. Um, another thing a lot of people wouldn't think about wanting to do or anything, but I really wanted to. I wanted to learn all the secrets and be able to walk everywhere while mm-hmm. I was working there and that was really fun and then after that just regular teaching now all right um I like how you mentioned Disney oop I just bumped my mic I like how you mentioned Disney because I literally just wrote down let's talk Disney because I know we're all Disney (laughs) fans here and um when I had Ariel on an episode we also did a little section where we talked about Disney so I just feel like I, it's natural that I have to talk about Disney with y'all. <laughs> so let's go with what is your earliest memory of just like the Disney universe? Ooh. Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> well, my family, we used to live in Southern California, so we were only a few hours away from the California Disney Park. Ooh, that's awesome. And my grandma is like a huge fan, and so for... A little while, we were trying to make it uh, like a family reunion sort of trip where we would all get together every five years and go. And we've kind of kept that. I think we missed one right in the middle, but we had a family reunion in 2017 or 2018 all together there again, mm-hmm. and that was really fun. But that that's my earliest memory of like visiting a Disney theme park. I love that. Mine was like, I don't remember. Oh, wait, I do remember. I went with... I actually only remember the plane ride to there. <laughs> that was like my first plane ride that I could have. My sister was picking on me the whole time. Um, oh, yeah. So my sister used to have a Bart Simpson doll. This this is the memory I remember. And uh, the, what is it, Chippen, Chippendale? Uh-huh. For Disney, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I forget. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So I wanted to say I was probably like, oh, God, six or seven. And so Emily's probably like 12. She had a Bart Simpson doll. And 
uh, Chip and Dale grabbed it and threw it over the fence. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and, and so, like, there was a picture of my sister. She has the Chip and Dale doll. I'm not Chip and Dale, the Bart Simpson doll. And then she has a do with Chip and Dale. And then it's gone. The one without the Bart Simpson. Oh doll. my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> so I was, well, they just took it and threw it over the fence. I am I pretty sure she doesn't have. She didn't get it back, I don't think. Or maybe they did. I don't remember. But I just remember that's my earliest remember. That is remember. <laughs> remembering. such a funny memory. memory. <laughs> and the fact that, that that's a memory that's like, it's hard to believe that that actually happened. It is. It's probably the day and age before, like, now, before <laughs> rules actually happen, so they could actually take your stuff from you and throw it up. This yeah. was probably like, what? If I was six, it was probably like 1997, 98, <laughs> something like that. So, yes, I am old. Not that old. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, staring at me. But I just, that's where a lot of, like, the, I remember the pictures that have all the high socks from Disney. So, <laughs> I wasn't, like, too into Disney until, I, until I met Dana. Mm. And then, like, I became pretty Disney obsessed. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. I had only ever gone to uh, the Disney World parks uh-huh. uh, until Dana, and then I finally went to Disneyland, which is better, by the way. Is it? Okay. It is my, it is my favorite now. I've only ever been to Disney World, and up to, to up to like this year, I've been to Disney World, I think, three times, um, but I, I've never been as like a legal adult, and I want to go now oh, that I'm legal yeah. so that I can partake in alcoholic beverages around yeah. the world you have to go. <laughs> but Disneyland doesn't have too much you have to go if you do Disneyland you have to do Disneyland with like Dana because since she worked there she, she knew like all of it because I went with the first time I actually went with Preston uh-huh. uh, and, and Anna uh, and so we went and uh, Dana took us and she knew everything like we got fat and then we just went in January and Dana's like fast pass everything and she got them and we were like how the heck did you get those <laughs> she would just like get everything and I was like alright we're good All right. we're good for the day alright then it's official I'm gonna plan one and we're going great <laughs> right. I'm telling you right now tickets are super cheap thank you coronavirus well, honestly closed. yeah right now when they, when they open it, yeah, when they open. But, like, right now I'm looking at flights because uh, I have a family quinceanera at the end of May in Orlando. And flights to Orlando are so cheap right now that I'm like, ooh, I need to hop on that. They're, like, 90 dollars is, like, the cheapest one I've seen everywhere. Yeah. It's, for all of them. It's crazy. Um, Bob Saget, I had a question. Oh, so... My earliest memory of the Disney universe is, of course, like, I grew up watching all the movies on VHS. Like, my whole family is Disney obsessed, so I kind of just grew up Disney obsessed. And then the first time we went to Disney World was in 2005, Um, and that was just a whole experience. Because we would go on military rates because they would have, like, weekly discounts for military and so we would kind of just go and do that and make a whole trip out of it. And that's how I also, like, got introduced to SeaWorld and all that because we would go to the Orlando SeaWorld every time we would go to Disney World. Yeah. Um, so we kind of just did that. Yeah. But I'm very Disney obsessed. Um, it's – I don't think it's a problem. I think it's a great quality to have. <laughs> it, is, it is. It's nice. I mean, I'm more Harry Potter obsessed. But that's just me. Harry Potter is pretty great. It is pretty great. I will, like, I will uh, confess that I only actually read the first book. Oh, my gosh. I know. I just, you know, me and reading, we just don't get along. We never have. I mean, same. <laughs> I, I, will, I will confess that I just listened to them on audiobook because I couldn't. I would mm. fall asleep. See, I think that's something I have to look into now, just listening to them on audiobook, because I just, mm-hmm, yep, me and reading, we're not, we're not friends, nope. No, worth it, no. Mm-hmm. Listen to the audiobooks, I used to, I read the first time with my mom, she read them to me from when I was a young child, but I've listened to them and reread them, and it's just, either way is great. 
it adds more to your appreciation. <laughs> nice. Okay. So we talked to, or you guys mentioned you guys met at SeaWorld and y'all are a beautiful, lovely couple and um, y'all are engaged right now. Um, whoop whoop and wedding coming soon which I am super excited about but I wanted to ask you guys um, how has wedding planning been like has there been anything crazy has it been kind of chill well here's some news (laughs) Uh, the wedding is officially postponed I had a feeling that was going to happen eventually. Yeah. I've had a lot uh, of friends who are supposed to be getting married this month, next month, and in May that I've all had to postpone theirs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We made the call probably, like, Monday. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to get all of our stuff together, but, um, yeah, thank, thank coronavirus. Honestly, corona is really just ruining everything. It's just ruining things. Come on, man. So, yeah, it's like... Um, wedding planning was, well, just before we hopped to the postponement, <laughs> uh, it was very stressful. Yeah. Um, it was, it's, if you're not like, my advice to whenever you get married, if you are not on the same page, don't get your families involved until you're on the same page. Okay. Okay. Because... <laughs> Like, you need to have everything picked out of what you want before you start making decisions on, you know, what what colors you want, literally. Like, we went to David Bridal, and when we were trying to pick the colors, the only way that we could pick the colors was because my best friend Mm -hmm. was there with us, and she was like, okay, just come to get, like, she was having to, like, peer mediate us. Know, our poor, like, David's bridal lady was, like, watching us argue, and we went back to bring out something else, like a bridesmaid's dress, and Sarah was like, oh, I remember, you were the one that we were, we finally picked our colors. Yeah, I was like, hey, we picked them. But, yeah, it was very, it's very, like, unless if you are one of those types of, uh, like, when you were a little girl, like, if you had a dream of how you wanted your wedding to be, then I think it would be easier, but, like, if you're, like, Dana and I, who just really just want, I didn't even picture, like, a big wedding, like, I wanted one, Mm -hmm. but I've never, like, my sister used to have, like, books and binders Mm -hmm. full. Oh, my goodness. I'm also, like, 100% on board with thinking that it's easier straight relationships because there's not two girls. And, like, because in a normal wedding, like, you have two colors, but you don't have to figure out, like, two sides like are both sides of the girls wearing the same color like is that what you want well then you have to pick like two colors that are equal instead of like a red and a gray you know like I don't know oh yeah I never thought about that yeah that is a lot more yeah (laughs) there was a lot of things we didn't think about until we did them it just it's like it's it's like one of those things where we realized on Monday that on Tuesday really that we haven't been really stressed out uh-huh. and like we haven't been like there's been like I know there's there's been like little arguments like the little like oh my god you didn't pick up your dishes because now we're just in you know self social distancing over here so yeah. we're like stuck at home and we find those little nitpicky things but yes. we haven't been that like we haven't been fighting. Yeah, and then we realized it was because we're not having to make decisions on the wedding. Oh, okay. And there's not, like, a wedding looming over. Like, and don't get me wrong, we're just, like, stupid excited to get married. And I was <laughs> devastated, and her and I were both devastated when we had to make the call. But the call for postponement was not just for our, you know, safety, but it was, like, we have family that all of them are in most of them are in the vulnerable. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And traveling, too, since my family, none of my family lives none of here. Like, mm-hmm. My parents were like, we're willing to drive, but it's a three-day drive. It's not, like, an easy thing. And then yeah. you're facing, like, well, who, I don't know. It just made more sense to postpone. Yeah. But before we even got there, like, we've been through so many things. My mom came to visit while I picked out my wedding dress. 
And she got like this, this was in February, the beginning of February, so no corona yet. <laughs> but she, we were like in the dressing room and she got this weird call from my dad and she was being super suspicious about it. <laughs> and I was wondering like what was going on and I asked and she was like, don't worry about it. And I was like, okay. Well, we leave, like I get my dress and we leave and I was like, oh my gosh, mom, like our venue, they're having an open house tomorrow, we should go. And she was like... We can't go. They just, uh, they all filed for bankruptcy. That was what the call was about. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, Damn. that weekend was, we were, like, so chill. It was very weird. And then after all the stress of, like, switching from making actual wedding decisions, like, not, I mean, like, table decorations and dresses and that kind of thing to finding a brand new venue yeah. that still had our wedding date. We were, like, so overwhelmed. And we found one at the end of the weekend, and it worked out so well. Like, they were super – they worked with us with paying and everything, but so stressful. And we were one of the lucky ones because my parents uh, are paying for the venue, and they had bought event insurance in case one of the vendors, like, went out of business because oh. our vendor isn't giving back any money to any of the couples that have put stuff back because they've got their bankruptcy, so they don't have to – Damn. Yep, that sounds but, yeah. all too stressful. That's so, I mean, it's still, I mean, I think once you get to the day, it'll be worth it, but now, yeah. like, that finish line keeps, like, keeps moving forward. <laughs> People don't stop eating bats. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm, it's, it's hard to hear that. Yeah something you guys have been like working towards for years is now just being pushed back further and goodness gracious corona but at least you guys can kind of have a little like weight off of your shoulders for a little bit um in regards to you know just figuring out what's happening next yeah and i think this this whole like because uh, the wedding, I don't think is going to be until next year now. Because mm-hmm. our venue that we have that we have now, they're booked the entire like uh, they're booked the entire fall. Oh wow! So, and since it's like an out, they have September, but since it's an out in August, they have August and September, and like most of the summer. But since it's an outdoor venue, it's too hot in Texas. Like, come on! Oh we'll yeah. Die. No, 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 no. So we're going to, it'll probably be next year, but, like, the thing is, is we have all of the decisions made now. Yeah. So there's nothing, like, huge that Dana and I have to really worry about. Yeah. A few small things. It's, like, it's better. It's, like, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, kind of going into a uh, another topic. Um, still kind of relevant because it's relevant to Corona and it's craziness. Um, in this time of social distancing, have you guys learned anything new, tried something new, discovered something in your own house or in your own neighborhood or learned something about your pets? Like what is something like funny or anything that's kind of come out of you guys social distancing so two big things we've had because of the wedding being postponed and because of being inside so much we've been able to work a lot on our house Mm -hmm. so we just bought this house in october it was a new build so like nothing in it has been painted or done or anything so we've been able to work in our backyard, we have, like, a full vegetable garden going. Oh, and fun. A cute little garden fence all painted now. And we've been able to work on some decorations inside. And then the pets, we just adopted a puppy in November. So she's about six months old now, but being home has been, like, awesome for her potty training. And just oh, them not good. being, like, bored and locked <laughs> up all day, it's been really nice. <laughs> yeah. They like us more now. They didn't like us before because we were gone for like <laughs> ten hours a day. So then mm-hmm. we would come home, and my my Stevie, the older dog, she was very grumpy. 
she wouldn't want to talk to anybody. Not talk. <laughs> but like hang out. <laughs> <laughs> now she's still pregnant. No more having accidents in front of your back door. Yeah, it, uh, she, well, she's, Ziva, the puppy, she's very, like, she whines when she has to go to the bathroom, which is perfect, and we also learned a new thing, uh, with, I guess technically we learned something new, our our Evie and the puppy, we have a, we have a Christmas decoration, still <laughs> up, with, like, little jingle bells. Uh-huh. That's hanging on the door in the backyard, or in the, the door goes to the backyard, and Stevie will, uh, she'll kind of push it so that the, it kind of hits the door and then the jingle goes, jingle. Oh. And so that's just, that's just telling her that she needs to go outside. She learned that on her own. Look at that. All right. Dogs are yeah, smart. She, she does it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we think, though, she does it just because she just wants to annoy the crap out of us. Yes. Or go fight with the neighbor dog. Or go fight with the neighbor dog. She's not friendly with the neighbor dog. But it's like, yeah. And then we were able to clean the office and we found, like, all this stuff. Oh, I found, oh, I found my zombie apocalypse backpack. <laughs> So I used to be super obsessed with um, uh, Walking Dead. Okay. And when I was in college, and my sister and I used to like watch it all the time, and like we would text each other, and be like, "Oh my god, like did you see that?" Blah blah blah. And one of my birthdays, I want to say it was like my twentieth birthday, probably whatever. She got me a backpack and filled it with like end of the world zombie apocalypse stuff like she got a map of Lubbock and a map of Texas and she like drew on it and said don't go here she put like all this are like go here uh, you probably want to avoid this area and then she like big X's on things and she just said like you probably want to go to Costco to go steal some stuff <laughs> uh, and like she put all this and then like there, she put Twinkies in there because of uh, Zombieland, where he like is obsessed with Twinkies. Oh my goodness! Which we did find the Twinkies, and they were hard as <laughs> rock. Yeah, they were hard as a rock. I thought those and weren't supposed a- to go bad. Yeah, well, they did. They weren't moldy. They were just hard. Yeah, they yeah they were they weren't moldy. They were like hard as a rock. Oh. <laughs> and like it was, I was like, "Hey, go, Stevie, just kidding, don't eat it." <laughs> but. Yeah, I was like, oh, crap. Like, it was, and there was, stuff. So there was a bunch of, like, first aid, first aid kits and stuff, and I was like, this might actually be relevant to yeah. today. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Not even knowing you were yeah. planning for, for times like these. I know. <laughs> good, good, good find. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies, before we get to the final portion of the podcast being the mug of questions, do you guys have any questions for me? Ooh. What's been your biggest, like, so when we worked together and we were talking to you, like, every day, I knew that you wanted to still go into the animal field. What's been your biggest, like, life change since leaving SeaWorld? Um, since leaving SeaWorld, my biggest life change has been, like, my change of kind of goal, like, my final goal change in what I want to be doing with my life. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm still trying to figure that out at this moment, but (laughs) since SeaWorld, it kind of showed me how much I actually like education and kind of teaching children about different aspects of animals and the environment and all that stuff. Um, So rather than kind of going into my initial thought of like, oh, I wanted to do like research and rescue of animals and all that stuff, I started to lean towards more I want to educate uh, kids on like conservation efforts and how to kind of, you know, just protect the world that is slowly crumbling. Um, (laughs) But that kind of shifted um I saw myself going back to school and kind of doing school like abroad and stuff and 
that whole view changed and now I'm like looking at online degrees for master's programs and kind of just gearing towards environmental education as kind of my final output in life um yeah that's kind of where I'm at so far I'm still trying to figure out the rest but that's definitely something that like chi world chi world um (laughs) that sea world changed in me is even though like I love marine animals and all that stuff I'd I'm want to teach people about marine animal marine animals versus like actually working with them um, and I also think just, like, the SeaWorld, like, swim test kind of scared me away from, like, physically working with animals. Yeah. <laughs> the SeaWorld clickiness scared me away from working animals. The trainer yeah. scared me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do, and then, like, after SeaWorld, I, or at least after, like, my first, like, season before extending the season, um, I got my scuba certification so I'm scuba certified, but I have not actually dove since I got certified. And I got certified <laughs> in 2017, and it's already 2020. So um, another goal is to, like, actually start scuba diving and doing stuff. But it's really hard in San Antonio because the only places you can scuba dive are in lakes. And I want to scuba dive in the ocean, which means I have to drive or fly to the ocean to go scuba diving. <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, when we go to Disney, we can just yeah. We'll just you know take a detour to the just beach. <laughs> I'll just I'll just watch you. I don't go. <laughs> but yeah, like I bought equipment, or I didn't buy all the equipment you need, but I did buy like a wetsuit and all that, uh, a wetsuit and like snorkel gear, um, and fins. Hey, well, you gotta go. Use it. I know. I and that's the sad part. And I have like coworkers that are also scuba certified and also have not dove since they got certified. Um, so we've been trying to figure out of going diving together for the past year, and that has yet to happen. So that is another goal since SeaWorld is just to like actually go scuba diving. True. <laughs> sure. I bet you should do it. Do it. Yeah. What was my? Did I have a question? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I forget these things. <laughs> short-term memory loss. Girl, same. What's my question? What's my question? Do you have any more questions? <laughs> I'm looking Sarah into her soul. I feel like she's just afraid to ask. <laughs> no? <laughs> oh, Dana told me to ask you. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> she's just afraid. <laughs> Get on with it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think I know what she's going to ask you. I think she's going to ask if you, what did you think of Sarah as a supervisor? Wrong. <laughs> well, fine. But that's my new question then while she remembers. I thought she was a really cool supervisor. Like, I never had um, supervisors. Well, actually, if I think back to my all my jobs before that, I never had supervisors that I actually, like, wanted to like be friends with and meeting Sarah and kind of just following her direction because when I met Sarah you had like what a whole season already down or yeah yeah Yeah. so you I felt very comfortable to learn the ropes of SeaWorld from you and also coming from like you had a background that wasn't like SeaWorld related I don't know I you were very it was very comforting to have you there I don't know. I just wanted to be your friend real fast. Like, you were very just approachable. Oh, look at me. I'm so approachable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it was very fun. approachable. I just didn't. It was that fun. Was a good, that, was, that was a good season. It was very stressful yeah. on me. <laughs> it was fun. And then you are kind of what led me to my current job. So, thank you for that, girl. Right. I did. Yeah. How did I? Oh, because I got Ariel and then I got you right after. You got Ariel got you. Yeah. Well, you weren't even there when I was there. No, yeah, I wasn't there when you were there. But then, like, you had told me about it while we were at SeaWorld. And I was like, hmm, never heard of that place. And then when my season was ending at SeaWorld. Oh, my gosh. Why do I keep wanting to say everything but SeaWorld? When, <laughs> when my season was ending and I had waited too long to apply to a whole bunch of different jobs, you were, like, in the 
transition of leaving there and like your position had been posted and so i was like hmm and then i asked you about it and i was like hmm i'll apply and lo and behold i got the job on my birthday and it was great you're welcome thank you thank you so much sarah thank you so much I hope they don't draw my question. You didn't even ask one question. I, <laughs> you asked it for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you have one, Sarah? No. Uh, one more, then. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Since we all work with kids, what's your most favorite working with kids memory? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, There's a lot of them. I have, like really funny ones that stick out and then I have ones that just like you know make my heart melt so much um so one that makes my heart melt so much is when I first started at where I'm at right now um I I was like a week into the job and I was working extended care so I didn't really meet a lot of the kids and I did like breaks for the teachers during the day and so I only met the kids for like 15 minute periods and like yeah it was the first week I started and no one really knew who I was the kids were still trying to figure me out and then one of the students in one of the classes I barely even saw her because she was not an extended care student she was only like daytime I came in and um Erica her teacher comes in and she's like hey one of my students made this for you and I was like what and she shows it to me and it's like a cut out heart folded up and it was like to Miss Eileen like I love you and there was like little drawings and all that stuff on it and I was like love so and so and I was like oh my goodness I just met her I only see her 15 minutes every day like this is so sweet and so now it's like a little memento in my like little uh, memorabilia jar that I made when I was in college um, so that's kind of like a heartfelt moment where it's just like, oh, this is where I'm meant to be right now. Um, and then oh. crazy funny things that stick out to me. Um, one being in SeaWorld, um, there was a kid that I had in my group when I got moved to the five, six year olds. And Sarah knows this kid. And Sarah kind of warned me about this kid before I got this kid. And then I got the kid. And this kid decided that every bathroom break, he was going to play Frisbee with the little, like, scent. (laughs) With the little scent things in the urinals. Um, And it never, yep, it never failed that every time we had a bathroom break, a SeaWorld guest would come out saying, hey, um, one of your, your kiddos is in there playing Frisbee. And I'd be like, oh, no. And then I couldn't go into the men's restroom. So I'd have to get a men's, uh, like, our boy counselor to come over and be like, yo, can you please go get my children out of the bathroom? They're causing <laughs> havoc. Um, <laughs> I remember that kid. Yeah. So that's kind of, like, one of the funniest memories I've had in all my times of <laughs> working in different realms of education. Um, And then at my current job, it's very funny because my kids keep wanting to marry me off to whichever male employee we get because our, our school is predominantly females. Like we only, right now there's only two guys on our staff and one is an extended care person and one is our bus driver. Um, But when we had our very first bus driver, the kids kept wanting to marry me off to him. Um, no 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 and then recently like a lot of kids will come up to me because we've had teachers pregnant in the past and they'll be like miss eileen are you having a baby and i'm like no i'm not having a baby and then be like well do you are you gonna have a baby and i'm like eventually yes why are you all up in my life (laughs) um so it's a lot of like the kids asking me about my relationship status they're very concerned for what miss eileen is what's going on in miss eileen's life (laughs) my kids right now are like super obsessed with figuring out who sarah is because they'll occasionally see like her picture or her now that we're facetiming yeah or facetiming we're doing like video calls she Uh came and helped me show them the dog and i heard someone go who is that and who is that who's with you 
friend, guys. Now stop. Oh. So <laughs> it's my favorite. Yep. <laughs> I had a nice discussion with kids during spring break camp. We were all sitting at the table, and one of my coworkers, uh, him and I tend to get the are you brother and sister, but this time we got are you guys, because we both had, I had the ring on, and so does he. Oh. And so... They were like, are you guys married? And so I was like, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, rude? And I said, let's be real. I don't want to marry you. I don't like your kind. <laughs> and the kids were like, wait. And then one kid, I so these are like six to eight-year-olds, and I was like, oh, they're going to catch on. I was like, nah, they won't catch on. They're too young. Uh-huh. Well, one of them was like, well, are you married? And I said, I'm going to get married, yeah. I said, I'm, I'm engaged, I have a fiancé, and they were, like, trying to figure out what a fiancé was, <laughs> and then one tells me a story that her dad's friend married a girl, and she's a girl, and she thinks that's super cool, and I was like, you know what, that is super cool, and she goes, are you marrying a girl, and I was like, and then my coworker looks at me, and he goes, ha, and he's just laughing, <laughs> and I was like, I'm marrying my fiancé. What is the fiance? <laughs> is it a boy or a girl? And I was like, a fiance. And then I said, it would be like if you married this. I pointed out one of the other campers, and she goes, ew. <laughs> and I was like, and conversation done. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Children. Children are funny. Like children they are. are they really speak their minds and you know it's they have no filter just like we adults also have no filter i mean yeah they say things i want to say sometimes (laughs) (laughs) okay well if you guys have no more questions for me we're gonna head on into the mug of questions (laughs) yeah let's do it all right so, let's go ahead and start with whoever wants to go first. Dana. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> okay, so Sarah, pick a number between one and four while I mix the jar. Four. Okay. Let's see here. Not that question. Not that question. Not that question. This question. Okay. Sarah, your question is, what is your biggest weakness? Ooh. Damn, we're getting deep. Everything. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. I got, I got like two. One that I use, one that, one that, one that is a professional, one that I use all the time, mm-hmm. that I'm too nice. And I usually pick people over myself, which I don't do as much. Like, I stand up for myself more. Uh-huh. Um, but I would still say that, like, in certain cases, I'll pick, like, you know, let's say that you had that you had a, uh, you know, you were going for a job and I'm going for the same job I'd be like well Eileen is really great at this like she's fantastic and I wouldn't say anything like you know bad or whatever because that's like something that I always feel like oh well that person you know deserves it more yeah and uh and then but I would I mean that's like my professional one I always say that I just I I put people's feelings before my own Mm -hmm. um but I would definitely say my biggest weakness is my my anxiety is my biggest weakness. Like, I am just a worry, 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 worry about everything. Um, and so that's something that, like, really it stops me from doing a lot of things that I want to do. Like, you know, um, it, like, it, get, it gets in my head a lot of, like, me wanting to, like, achieve things. And um, it's funny because, I found out that um, I was, uh, we were standing and I were talking to someone and they had said like, oh, you know, um, they know someone who's super anxious and they were wondering why this person wasn't anxious uh, 
during like this whole pandemic or whatever uh-huh. and their their comment was it's because the outside world finally matches the inside world and i was like oh my god that's whoa me. because like i'm not i'm not like i'm i'm like a, only anxious about getting sick uh-huh. but not about like how freaky how like freaky the world is right now how like yeah. we're shortage and we're like staying at home like i'm like whatever you know like cool and there's like people like uh that are our friends and stuff are like freaking out and like you know having like panic attacks like i can't do this and i'm over here like la 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 yeah. and i'm like because the outside world finally matches my inside world and i'm like boom that which is, is really cool because it also yeah. made me want to like change my career path eventually because mm. of it so i was like dang now i'm gonna go into i want to go into more of like a public health like epidemiology type okay. thing like to go over stuff to go through stuff like this yeah because i find this stuff like super interesting and like these pandemics and everything and um I guess because the outside world matches my inside <laughs> That is <laughs> some <laughs> deep shit right there. Yeah, man. I was like, whoa. And I, like, look at Dana, and Dana goes, oh, my God. That explains it. And I told my co- one of my coworkers, she's, like, one of my best friends, and she goes, oh, my God. And I was wondering why you weren't panicking. <laughs> she was like, usually you come to me every five seconds, and you're like, oh, my God. Did you see that email? And I'm like, oh, my God. She's like, dude, chill out. It's fine. I'm over here. I'm like... Yeah, I already heard that, but I'm chill. Whatever. <laughs> Dang. All right. That's a good answer. Good answer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, All right. Dana, pick a number between one and four. Two. All right. Not that question. This question. Um, What is your favorite TV show? Um, My favorite TV show of all time is Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm just a classic, but I finally convinced Sarah um, a few months ago to rewatch Scandal, which is another, um, the same writer that Grey's Anatomy was, Shonda Rhimes. And we're on the last season now because we've been at home so much and able to watch so much TV. <laughs> but yeah, I really like her writing. She's great. If you need something to binge watch, I would recommend Scandal. It's only seven seasons, so. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually never seen both of those shows. I've seen clips of Scandal, but yeah, I've never seen both of those. Scandal's very accurate to our current moment. (laughs) It's great. It's very, it's a very intense, it's not, there's not a lot of comic relief. It's very much a serious, like, drama. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. And when I run out of TV shows, I must... Yes. Look those up. All right. My question is. um, Let's see here. Do I prefer books or movie adaptations? Very relevant to our conversation. Um, I prefer movie adaptations just because, um, as I mentioned, I do not like to read. Um, I only read if I have to absolutely read. And also, I'm just a visual learner, and seeing it all happen helps me. Even though I know some people get mad at the fact that the movies never really correlate with the the books. It happens. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's my answer. Okay, for the last question... For the last question, I need you guys to collectively agree on a number between one and four, and that'll be a question for all of us. All right. We pick three. Okay. (laughs) Clara showed me her fingers, so that'll never be proof. (laughs) Okay. One, two. I collectively agree. (laughs) Too late. The third question has been chosen. Um, Okay. Okay. This one's kind of in like in our futures. Um and also kind of your thoughts on like how people do it nowadays. But for children, the question is quote unquote unique names for a child or more traditional names for a child. What are your thoughts? 
shred my son as a child. Um, no, you can't give him away. We've gone with unique names, but not unique spelling. Okay. You know, you know how some people will spell like Sarah with like a C H A R E A, you know, like weird white people problems. <laughs> That's great. I only have one child's name picked out for my future. So if I have a boy, like, they're screwed because I have not thought of a name for them. Um, (laughs) But the only name that I've ever thought of for a child of mine would be if I had a girl, I would want her name. I would want to name her Catalina Marie. Um, just because it just sounds so pretty. And then, like, my middle name is Marie. I mean, everybody in the world's middle name is Marie. I feel like it. That's just true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it just flows. And I just love the name Catalina. But it has to be said with that, with like an accent because I don't know. It sounds weird, just Catalina. Catalina. <laughs> Catalina, of course. <laughs> like, I, whenever I hear it, Catalina. I just think of the Catalina wine mixer from Step Brothers. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. That's a good one. I know. And your poor name, Eileen. I'm sure. Come on, Eileen. Yes, yeah, like all the time. You have to be careful not to do that to your children. Um, but I love, yeah, I love the idea of like unique names, um, but just not like super ab- abstract names. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Just... I like old people names like Harrison, like Harrison <laughs> and Walter. I don't think Harrison sounds like an old person name. Walter does, but Harrison Walter. doesn't. Because we're gonna call him Wally. Yeah, that Wally. is cute though. <laughs> there was oh god, yes, I just like their names. I like old people names. <laughs> All right, well, ladies, that brings us to the end of the podcast do you guys have any final remarks you would like to share with the world anything you kind of want to promote or anything like that to the world stay home so that we can go back out soon (laughs) agreed agreed if you're listening to this and it's still happening stay home and then go to SeaWorld after because I don't want SeaWorld to disappear. Yep. Honestly, go to like your SeaWorld, go to aquariums, go to zoos, like go to all those nonprofits that have literally been losing money during this time. Go to, just don't go to the aquarium here. Oh yeah. Do, do not, I will verb, like I will definitely speak my mind on that. Do not visit the San Antonio Aquarium. <laughs> do not. Do <laughs> not. Go to the yeah, go to all other places except that place. <laughs> as much oh, as God. I love marine animals, I despise that place. <laughs> I want to go just to see what everybody is. No, you'll get that money. No, girl, I girl, I almost worked for them. I remember that. I like all of y'all. My goodness. Like, oh, that place is sketchy. I don't know how it's still open. And, and I don't know. That's that's our TED talk for today. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Stay home and do not go to the aquarium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you Dana and Sarah for joining me on this episode. Y'all can yeah, listen. Well, thank you for inviting us. <laughs> of course, y'all can listen to wherever you listen to your 
to this podcast, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get it. Um, you can follow on Facebook and on YouTube. I have some vlogs out if you want to catch up on those. Um, I did make a TikTok during this pandemic, so you can also find me on there. Um, yep, that's a shameless plug. And also, <laughs> what am I doing with my life plug? Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's it for today. And I will talk to you guys on the next one. Bye.